I'm Ryan. And I'm Steve. And this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. First ad is a piece of... caster. This was sent in by Darren Schmeiz. He told me how to say his name, and then I forgot. So I'm going with Schmeiz again, even though I'm pretty sure that's wrong. I think it's Schmeiz. But whatever. One of those is right, I hope. Uh, piece parts caster. This is the South Wales music. Equ- I think I'm going to bleep these just to have some fun with it. I mean, if that's what you want to do. Got to keep it monetized. All right, keep reading the ad. Sorry. <laughs> do we lose monetization? Probably. I don't think we do. I think it's just if you put like butt chugging in the title. <laughs> Or, that explains it. That explains why all our videos there were no, There was like a there was an episode like three episodes ago that was called like butt chugging or like something about butts. It wasn't butt chugging. What was it? Butt slamming. Butt I think. slamming. <laughs> Would you rather butt chug or butt slam? You, you're making a valid point. Chugging <laughs> is probably more gentle. And slamming. All oh. right, continue with the ad, Steve. We're losing 40 people. pounds. Piece of <laughs> podcaster. I got off of eBay. Hate the thing. Might be good for someone as a project guitar to mod. They never say why they hate it. Right. Somebody said long shot. Any idea of the spec? I mean, at $40, do you care why they hate yeah. it? I mean, it's 40 um, pounds, not $40. Which is like $70. It's $70? It's cheap. It's it says Alnico Vintage Pickups, new fender shape. DR brand satin finish maple neck, which I'm not familiar with. DR brand uh, maple neck, three piece mahogany body. Not sure on neck radius, but it is a thick neck. Yeah, thick, thick. I mean, on I paper, really it doesn't. Why they hate it. it doesn't sound like it should be something that someone hates. I wish they did say like, "Oh, the neck is warped," or yeah, or the frets are bad, or the tuners suck, and I just want to deal with it, or it's haunted. What if it's a haunted guitar? <laughs> then they just want to get rid of it because they hate the ghost that is attached to this guitar. I feel like if this was local, I'd have to go get it. Because it you, kind of you'd looks... You'd have to? Yeah, it kind you'd of... You'd have to. I'd have to. Even at 70 US dollars, I'd be looking at it pretty hard. Like, maybe I should go get this because there's, there's possibly a workable neck or at least go check it out. There's possibly a workable neck and a workable project body there. And who knows about the rest of it? I mean, the there, rest of it is there a There is a brand sold that was sold. doesn't look like it. it may not, it might not be sold any longer called DR parts. Okay. Or it's called doctor parts. Doctor parts. Yeah. These are the parts uh, for doctors. Tone um, doctors. But it seems like maybe they are out of business now. Whoops. I mean, this thing, I, lo- it, this thing looks okay. It looks I wonder fine. if everything is unfinished and maybe the guy like slapped it all together but was like... Yeah, maybe it's like a kid wanna, guitar so or something. like, oh, he hates it because it feels raw. Like I said, if this was in my neighborhood, I feel like I'd feel compelled to go check it out. Yeah. Because what if it's good? You don't know like if this could be a good project neck or a bad project neck. There's a mystery there. You don't think so, though? I don't know. Steve I mean, you don't care. Do you really I know. need another guitar? I know. I don't need another guitar. I, I need so, to get rid of like four guitars right now easily. I'm always interested in project guitars, but I'm I'm definitely at a point in my life where I'm not interested in project Stratocasters. Or even though I love Telecasters, I'm not really interested well, in Project Telecasters. you put that neck on something other than a Stratocaster, Steve. Like an Explorer or a Flying I V. I guess, but then I got to sell everything else. You do, you do have a number of problems, and that is one of them. 
don't know, maybe it's a good, like, guitar for a friend's kid or something like that. You just don't want that deal to escape you. Maybe it's just because I'm super tired right now. I'm just open to the idea of getting another guitar. <laughs> I don't know, man. What what do you, do you think? Do you see anything wrong with it? What do you think the price should be for this to be tempting? The squat, the the squatch. I'm reading ahead. Uh, the price is probably fine. Like I said, it's about seventy dollars. the The question is 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 basically, do you think this is potentially better than a Squire Bullet? Yeah, or Squire Affinity. I think looking at it, I'm getting the vibe that this is better than a Squire Bullet. Okay. Easily. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just, it looks like the person put a little bit of care into building it. It looks like quality parts. It doesn't look like they cheaped on, on anything really. I don't, I'm not familiar with the brand of the, the parts neck. Yeah. But you know, maybe, you know, listeners out there, viewers are, and they can chime in in the comment section and say whether or not that's a decent brand, but I don't know. It seems like a like a decent risk at seventy US. Have you ever listened to any of Adam Sandler's musical albums? Um, I mean, I, I, I listened to the one that had a lunch lady land on it. I don't know what any of them look like. <laughs> okay, why are you asking me? Because then? any this guitar makes me think of like an Adam San, like an Adam Sandler song. Why is that? Uh, because he has a car, he has a song where he talks about his car and it's a piece of shit car. Oh yeah. I think that's on that same album. Is it? Yeah. It might be his like most famous one. It was like, you think so? Late nineties. You think that's his most famous song off? No, his most famous album. Once Ladyland is pretty big. Most famous album. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Not the most famous song off that album. I remember listening to that album, like at a sleepover at a friend's house. That is not how I did. I Heard it in like a friend of mine's bedroom. He's like, "Oh, you gotta check out this Adam Sandler yeah. CD." What a what a naive and innocent time to be alive. <laughs> hey, fr- hey, friend, welcome to my house. Are you ready to listen to some Adam Sandler? Dude, that guy looks so old now. Adam Sandler, well, like he, he just, is old. He but was I mean, like a, he just looks like he's done. Like, he is. He was an adult when we were children. No, Steve. I know. What but I'm expect? saying, like, anytime you see him, like. Doing something, you're like, he looks like he's done. He looks like he's, he's tired. He's done being Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad. Like anytime I, feel like I see him, be, I feel bad for him. I'd be done being Adam Sandler too if I was Adam Sandler. At this point, I'd be like, I'm so tired of this. I'm tired of making movies with, with Rob Schneider. I just, I just <laughs> don't want to do this anymore. I'm just ready to fade into retirement. That's yeah, what I, that yeah. was my Adam Sandler impression. I guess so. <laughs> uh, you got anything new, man? New. I'm in Germany right now. You are. That's As, why we're recording this way ahead of time. When this episode is airing, I am in Germany having a great time, I'm sure, and eating lots of uh, currywurst and drinking lots of oh, German yeah, beer and man. hanging out with cool friends. And uh, hopefully, I record a podcast episode out there with someone. So that I can publish it next week so we don't have to record. Hey, there we go. There we, and go. we can take a bit of time off. Well, this you is our... get like an hour. You said you get like sign up for the studio for like hour long slots. Yeah, I could do a podcast in the, in yeah, the studio. Yeah. I mean, you'd burn, a, you'd burn a studio slot, but. We have something. I have something planned 
tentatively. I mean, nothing is hard planned, but something tentatively planned with Andy from the Guitar Geek okay. channel to do a podcast episode out there. I should probably try to find some ads before then to do with him. Do you want you should and do you, a proper episode? You need to, no, dude, you need to get Matt. That would be fun, but he's there. I mean, why would I get a boss rep to do a podcast episode with me? It's not like he's like you just need to a get fellow a- podcaster or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> actually, I had this idea. I don't know if I'll actually be able to make it work, but like whenever there's someone just sitting around, doesn't have something to do, going and sitting down with them, like, hey, you want to do like an off-topic podcast? And maybe it'll be with like Steve from Boston. Maybe it'll be with right. Glenn Fricker. Maybe, who, whoever is sitting around, and we'll just talk about something, anything other than guitar stuff. No, Because we're just going to be buried in guitar stuff for a week. That's, you know? a, that's actually a really, I think, fun way to build build the channel yeah. build everyone's channel build everyone's channel um even if it's for like 10 or 15 minutes with each person and yeah. then i can chop them all you're talking about this firefly or you oh yeah i <laughs> i just got done complaining about how i have too many guitars and i bought a guitar on amazon yeah late at night the other well, night one of these guitars you are sending back yeah, I i'm assume. sending i'm sending back the les paul but now that i i did that demo with the les paul for the wiring harness for gun street and I'm like, man, I need a Les Paul in Well, my I mean, life. you probably do. I do need a Les Paul. I wish I had your Les Paul, honestly. I'm jealous of that I'll thing. Sell it to you. Yeah, you're going to sell it to me at $1, full, $1, full Les Paul prices. For $2,000. No, you're not going to sell it. That same model, no, that, that I mean, I, I got a good deal on it, but that model goes for like seven to eight. Like, it's one of the cheaper ones. So if you want to, guys, if you want a lightweight Les Paul, the studio lights, if you can find them, they go for under $1,000, which is cheaper than yeah. a modern studio. No, Gibson is sponsoring uh, TGU, where I'm so at So you're right going to try to weasel. Maybe I can, uh, maybe I can beg a little bit. That would be sick. Uh, hey, Gibbons, Gibbons, give me a Gibbons? little. Gibbons? give me a little Dude. Gibbons. <laughs> <laughs> all right so you got a firefly su- you got a firefly yeah i ordered a firefly anytime i cover it it's cheap, bad if i'm driving the show it's our third episode of the night i mean stay tuned guys it's gonna get sloppy um i'm probably gonna go take a piss soon <laughs> so anyway this is gonna be the good good one this is gonna be one one people request we do this style again but anytime i cover a cheap guitar on youtube someone's like oh you got to check out firefly guitars on yeah. amazon and I always look them up and like, there's nothing for sale here. There's nothing on Amazon under this name. And then so finally someone recommended this fan group on Facebook to me. That's all like Firefly. How many freaking groups are you in? Hundreds. It's stupid. So anyways, I joined this group. I'm looking around like people are going crazy for these Fireflies. And they're not only going crazy, they're all sitting there debating when the next batch is going to drop. Because apparently they drop these things in small batches. And when they sell out, they don't sell that model again or in that color or that loadout or whatever. But they're like $140 guitars. And the one that I ordered, I ordered because someone posted to this group like 1130 at night and like, Guys, there's a bunch of the hollow bodies back up on Amazon. Oh You're going to go snatch them up right now. And I'm looking through the colors and, ah, uh, damn it, there's a gold top. This, sound, <laughs> this sounds like like a couple of the groups I'm in. Every time a 1981 email goes out, people are like, the night, there's, there's nine, new 1981 pedals. Oh, new color, new color, new color. But the fact that there was a gold one, and I don't own a semi-hollow right now, and people are really talking these up. Yeah. I I had to pull the trigger on it. I had to see 
I mean, maybe I've already done a review on YouTube and this is old news by now, but I had I had to check out what it's like. I don't I don't have it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, is it a quick are you expecting fast shipping? Yeah, it's supposed to deliver the week that we're recording this. Oh wow. Yeah. It was prime, dude. Yeah, but sometimes uh, yeah, if I mean I did, for some reason I just don't typically think of guitars as Amazon warehouse fulfillment. Apparently products. they don't list these until they are confirmed in the Amazon warehouse. I'm going to have an experience with this thing. We'll see if it, if, if it lives up to the hype. It's like, yeah, yeah. damn, I didn't need another freaking guitar in my life. <laughs> I really need to do something to get rid of some of these guitars because it is getting bad. That should be a topic of this episode. What do I do to get rid of some of these guitars? Uh, you sell them. Then you got to ship them and stuff. Just put them on crazy. Do them local, cheap, get them out yeah. the door. The problem is you got so many weird ones. Yeah, it's like... How do I even sell some The first of these thing things? you got to figure out is which ones do you, are you willing to sell? That's the starting point. Once you figure out what you want to sell, that kind of determines what your market reach is. So like Squire Jazzmaster, you're probably not going to sell that because Mastery Bridge. It's the only Jazzmaster I've got. Only like one it. you have. Um, but if you wanted to sell it, like that's an item I would say you could just sell that locally. SG, you could sell that locally. Uh, but the problem is, is you have so many guitars up here that are dumb. <laughs> That's 100% true. Um, I mean, I've got the Mahar here, which I'm not emotionally attached to at all. It was gifted to me, but I defretted it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I should keep it around because I've got a weird defretted guitar now. Yeah. I've got the... But it's also only worth like... Not a lot. It's worth nothing. It is De worth in a defretted state. It's worth nothing. It's worth nothing. Uh, I've got the Harley Benton MS60 here, which isn't a great playing guitar, but I've been having fun modding it. While you do this, I'm going to go take that piss. I was talking about. Go take that piss. I've got. Oh man, I can't even. I can't even think of what guitars I would sell because it. I get trapped into this thing where they all feel special. Yeah, I'm going to wait for Steve to get back. I'm going to time-lapse this. So here's the thing. I feel like if I get rid of a guitar, then I'm never going to get it again. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, if I get rid of my SG, right? even though I don't play it much these days, I'm never going to have an SG again. And I can think, like, in terms of, like, a lateral move. Like, I could sell the SG and get a Les Paul, and I feel like I'd be, a, I'd be fine with that if I could trade to a Les Paul from the SG. But right. then it's like, I can't sell the airline because I'm ne probably never going to get one of those again. And it's a cool guitar. Mm -hmm. I've got two airlines and one of them is a Teleloda. I thought about selling the 59. I thought you sold the Teleloda. I was thinking about selling it. I had listed it and no I got no offers on it. And then I started playing it again because I was keeping it up in my office. And it's like, damn, I love this guitar. <laughs> I've got so many guitars that I love, but they're so unique and weird that it's not. It's not like I have eight strats over here. Thanks, thanks, Grant Wilson, for I've, this beer. Yes, and it's I've got a ton of guitars that are all like really unique and all different, and I'll never have. Steve is mixing the dregs over here, making a Steve drink. Um, Steve drink requires scotch. <laughs> like, what do I do? Do I just like just rip the bandaid off and just start? moving stuff maybe but like i said the problem is this so 
like the SG value, the airline weird, the airline's weird value, the easiest sell of any guitar in this room, legitimately. Well, the Les Paul, but it's not yours. The easiest sell of any guitar in this room is probably your Squire uh, Contemporary Strat. But I've got plans to mod that thing. Exactly. So I'm saying the easiest sell from a market standpoint. Or maybe the SG. The SG is probably... a. You paid 250 for that? Yeah. Um, well, I think it was like 200 or something like that. 200 250 I think you could... And then how much were the pickups? They're GFSs. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'd, I'd probably, you could probably I'd, list that thing at 450 and move it pretty fast. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I think about selling the V just because I don't play it very often and, not, and people have made me offers on it. I think it. if you're willing but to ship... But it's so, ship, like, it's so unique. I don't want to... I worked really hard on I that I think thing. if you were willing to ship the V, yeah. you could, like, do a demo video of it and people would come out of the woodworks for it. Yeah. If I did a video and it's like, this is on eBay right now. Go, yeah. bi- go bid. Mm-hmm. You know? But then I never play it. But then the... Th- but then I I spent so much time refinishing it. I think I think you're at this uh, crossroads where being an being both an artist like a a visual artist, Is visual artist. Sure, more? sure. Like a designer artist. <laughs> I'm a graphic designer. A classic artist. A classic and, artist and a musician. Uh, at the same time are kind of like smashing into each other because you're like, this is a beautiful work of art that I created with no intention of selling, but also it's a large thing that takes up space. Yeah. And I can never, I, I could, I could sell the Explorer. I almost never play it, but it's like my wife is attached to it. Right. Honestly, I could move the MS 60 when I'm done doing mods to it and yeah. not, and not feel anything. Um, I could, sell the harley benton fusion just because it's not my style i never use it in demos even though it's the only floyd rose guitar i have around but like i said it's not my style um yeah i could sell the v i guess i don't want to i could make a decision and sell one of the airlines but it sucks because one of the airlines is a great surf guitar for demos Mm mm-hmm but the other airline is just a great player, but it's loaded with a Tele loadout, and I've got Tele stuff covered now. Yeah. But it feels totally different than a Tele. Right. So it's like, I want to keep both those airlines. I think the, and I, you know, I think from a business perspective, it makes sense to keep the 3PT or the 3P yeah. rather because of that surf connection. Because you, you have that, you have the Hallmark, those are like, those are like stereotypical surf guitars. Yeah. But I tried to sell the 59 uh, Telecaster style one and I didn't get any bites local and I kind of don't want to ship it. I'm right. kind of just thinking about casing it and just sticking it somewhere just to make room because I want to keep it. It's a great playing guitar and I love playing it when I well, do Well, and it. I think maybe that is the next. I thought about s- switching out the, because it's got a Telecaster bridge in it, swapping out for a humbucker one and just making a double humbucker. Hmm. Because then I would, then it wouldn't be another Telecaster. Can you swap a? Can you swap the the pick guard? Is this? No, I wouldn't swap the pick guard. You'd have to modify it, right? But it has a it has a humbucker in the neck. Right. No, I know, but I'm saying if you want to go dual, oh, because it has a Telecaster bridge, so right? You just buy a, a, tel, a Telecaster bridge with the humbucker, right? And I'd Does probably it... have to route out a little bit of wood, but that's no big deal for me. Yeah. 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 Um, 
You know, honestly, I think casing it like I'm looking right now. Um, I never look into the camera. Hi, camera. Hi, camera. Uh, I'm looking right now at, you know, two, three, four cases, probably. Like, yeah. I mean, so casing... That's a that's one casing so, things is something I'm not doing right now, and I could right, do that. And, and that is a conversation that we've had before between like how I like yeah I probably at this point I probably own half as many guitars as you do, but my I play, don't know where you put them. But my place is also less than half the size of yours. Right, and there was a time when when the podcast first started that we owned the same number of guitars. Yeah, but most of my guitars stay cased like all the time. My Strat case, Jagsting case, Telecaster case, my Les Paul is cased. Yeah. And and those four aren't just cased, they're cased in calls. My I forget that I own a PV generation because it's oh, yeah, cased. You got the generation. Um I have that uh that Filipino guitar that we, that is supposed to be the very first <laughs> You gotta get rid of that thing. Super man. rich Steve guitar. We've been talking Maybe about, we just need to have a bonfire. We've been talking about bonfiring that thing for a while, and I keep forgetting to bring it over. Um, Maybe this is guys. We, look, I know, I know it. No one wants to see a guitar destroyed. It deserves it. This is this guitar. Like the pickups are microphone. Actually, I, I kind of want to save the pickups, but I can never think that I'm ever going to have a project that utilizes them. them. Yeah, um, the, it's not hard to find microphonic pickups, dude. The all of the hardware on this guitar, you guys, is basically made out of pig iron maybe Steve- it's not like it's not like it's not like uh you know look look at this chrome plated whatever blah 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 it's freaking pig iron like it's, it's like literally the cheapest metal it's black yeah but it's not black because it's supposed to be black it's black because that's the color it came out of the freaking forge it's cast iron. We, I have not pulled that thing out. I need to. I need to bring it over the next time we record because I we have not ever shown it on camera. Yeah, because I bought that thing like four or five years this ago. This is a this is a wild idea, but maybe for our three hundredth episode, you and I should just like go somewhere where we can act like we're camping <laughs> and just throw things in the fire. So your backyard? <laughs> yeah, we could do it in the backyard. Yeah, and just like talk about stuff that like. What are the he- what the heck are we going to do with this? And we just throw it in the fire, you yeah. know. Oh, um, which I mean, your stuff all has more val- value than that. But yeah, most of my. I mean, I've got you know, like I said, I've got the Mahar here. This this unique because it's fretless. But the, the reality is, I'm not actually going to. Right. I sh- I should try to s- I should do some more mods to this, and then I should literally just try to sell it. I keep thinking my or so, give it give it away to someone. So I I do have guitars that are like visually out. Um, my, the Eastwood bass is out in the room. Like it's in the case, but it's in the room. My Taylor acoustics in the room. Uh, my project guitar that Ibanez is in the room. And then yeah. the guitar I'm trying to sell is in the room. The only one that's in the room and not cased is the, the, uh, the eighties square. I have an eighties square bullet. Uh, basically it's the, it's a square SQ. Uh-huh. So it's one of the old ones, like 1983, 84, it's actually a really nice guitar for like tiny hands, which I, I don't have big hands, but I don't have tiny hands. I've never thought of you having small hands. I don't have big hands though. For my size, I don't feel like I have big hands. Your hands are about the same. Right. I think my thumb's a little bigger than yours. Yeah. I feel like your pinky to thumb is bigger than mine. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I got wider spread. I have like, people tell me I have like piano fingers. Like I have like, I don't know. That's just because um, they're black and white. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> um, that joke makes no sense. It doesn't. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I have that one out, and the, the only the, I leave that one out. I've thought about selling it, but it needs some work. And every once in a while, my kid will come over and strum it. I'm yeah. like my younger one. So I'm like, oh, okay, I mean, that I've one got, gets to stay. That one survives. I've got Big Red upstairs, which I'm really never going to play in any project or use it for demos ever again. But I keep it around because it was a guitar I used in a band. Yeah. yeah. But it like has no resale value. Like that one should just be permanent, permanently wall art. I was going to say I've sold every guitar I ever used in a band, but I do have my Red Telecaster. So that's not true. Yeah. Uh, but all of the other guitars I've used in any other band that I've been in. I no longer. I sold own. the guitar I used in the Morning Glass. I still Which got one was that? The, the, the Echo Tone. I've got uh, the I've got Big Red and the Duosonic from Wife B, and I've got right. of course the the Hallmark from well, the, Dinosaur the Ghost. The main guitar I was using in the Morning Glass initially was the um, the Red Telecaster. Was the Black Telecaster I had the Telecaster Deluxe? The oh yeah. Telecaster Custom Two. I forgot about that. It was thing. a dual P ninety. Yeah, and then uh, you sold that to Adam. I sold you? that to Adam. This has turned into our topic. Is talking somehow. About. This kind yeah. of it's engaging. I mean, this um, is fun. And so I sold that to Adam, and uh, but I also at the same time, yeah, I was I was going between that one and, and I think I had just gotten the red Telecaster, so it was kind of like a that red which one do I really is, want to use? Is your signature guitar as yeah, far as I'm is. concerned? It is. Yeah. Um, so that's what still did, the one I thought about. Like, if I ever get a, uh, if I ever get, um, like a Jennings or, yeah, or you um, model it after or that, or an Equits or something, I would model it after yeah. that. I feel like, but so I might do like a P, I might do like a P90 humbucker instead of a single coil humbucker, yeah, just to get like a little more oomph, yeah, in the neck, but maybe like some kind of lower output P90 to keep it glassy. So, guitars I know I could move and not feel bad about it. The MS60, the Mahar, the Fusion, just because it's not my style. Um, geez, is that really how short the list is? Well, and that's the problem, right? That's you the know. problem. I've had the... Th- I, mean, I can do some lateral trades, like trade the SG for a Les Paul. Right. I thought about trading out the Strat that I have for a Strat that makes more like of a classic Strat sound. Well, and I mean, that's, that could be the next thing is, you know, how many, what, you know, say you set were to sell the Strat, the baritone's cool. I got to keep like a ba- you, the baritone. I got to keep say you were it. to sell the Strat and, um, all of the other guitars that you say you, you'd be down to sell. You know, now you've sold, say you've sold the Strat, the Harley Ben, you've burned the Mahar because you're not going to get any money for it. Um, I'm not sure it'll burn. I'm not sure it's wood. <laughs> um, you know, I forget what oh, else. Oh, maybe, maybe the V. So that's four guitars. V. And then, like, you say, you replace it with one, like, say, like, shoot, you know, you sell all that. You're probably not. This one, actually, this one, you could, I guess you could maybe go three, 350. On the, Strat on the Strat, dude. Do you think the finish is that bad? No, it's just so non-professional that it's like it's when we, if we did that ad in this show, we would be like <laughs> one twenty-five tops. I don't, no, no, that'll go for more than one twenty-five. 
Dude, I don't like, care. Even as as bad as you think this finishes, are you gonna swap? Are you? I assume you'd swap the pickups out. Yeah, I'd harvest those pickups out. But the thing is, it's still graphite saddles, graphite bridge. The switches are weird, but whatever. I think you can go more. Dude, one twenty five is a smashed Mexican Stratocaster. All right, all right. I think it, I really just need. To I spend- think this with stock pickups, which I might actually. I think I have some stock. Dude, I if do- you want to do this, I have stock. Uh, or actually, I think I have tech, Tex-Mex pickups at my house. I probably should do that because these pickups are great in here. They were made for us. They have 60 They're cycle great hum, pickups. Uh, engraved in I them. I always thought but it was they, a sh- don't, they don't sound classically stratty. I thought it was a shame they were in this guitar. <laughs> and like, I need to have something that sounds classically stratty right. for doing demos with. I think you pop those out. Like I said, I got some Tex-Mex that were sent to us by a listener. So huh? I, they're just... I think I've got a full set. If not, I at least have like a partial set. We can figure it out. I I'd say at least two fifty. So say two fifty for that. A hundred for the Harley Benton. Well, if I, I put don't know what, if I put classical sounding Strat pickups in that, then that'll just be my Strat. I need I need to spend the time to actually sit down with that Strat and dial it in and get it playing good again. Okay. I got to like check that. how many. I know I have Strat pickups. I'm just not sure how many. But I should strat really just I, have. I should just going back to it. I should really just start casing things. It's really, yeah. I've got empty yeah. cases. I just need to case stuff and not have when the mentality that... When something's in a that, case, you forget it exists. I need, I need to stop having the mentality that everything needs to be on display because that's become stupid. It's just become stupid. You have become... Well, you haven't become stupid. I have stupid. Been, stupid. been stupid. The stupidity, the consequences of it have started to catch up yeah, with me. That's fair. Um, this week's sponsor, <laughs> this first sponsor, our sponsors are pretty much always the same. Uh, but this first sponsor is Chase Plus Audio. This is a Gravitas. Go check out our Gravitas video because it was the last demo video that I was in. And it, that makes it the best demo video that Ryan ever did. It's a pretty good demo video. It's got a skit at the beginning and my head explodes and Steve is a scientist. Yeah. Um, but the Gravitas is the the first Chase Plus pedal that we ever got our hands on. And it's yeah. still one of my favorites. It's just, it's a tremolo. Super that gives you tremolo. I've not encountered another tremolo that gives you the options that this gives you. And we did this like four years ago. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Like there's been time for other people to catch up with their tremolo pedals and they haven't. Like the Gravitas just does crazy stuff. So if you're looking for a tremolo that's extra, extra, extra. So extra. This is going to do it for you. And it just sounds good. And it's, you know, Chase West pedals are famous for having millions of settings and the dip switches on the back and stuff like that. It's easy to dial in classic, normal tremolo settings with this. And then easy to flick a few switches and get into weirdness, too. Like, it's not challenging at all. This is the one that taught me how to use Chase West pedals. Mm. So for for pedals that are more creative than you are, check out Chase West Audio. Yep. All right. Uh, our first topic tonight. Our first actual. We already topic. did a topic. I feel like we should ditch it. You want to? Which topic do you want to ditch? The, uh, the first one. The first one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this next ad was sent by Matt Hadley. This is. He says thoughts on this. Ten minutes from my house. Never heard of the brand. Price in Australian dollaroos. Do they call? Is it the Australian dollaroo? I think so. Uh, okay, that makes sense checks out yeah uh it says it's 137 dollars and 20 cents usd the brand is harlem which is hilarious to me that it is clearly like an import like take on an airline 2pt which is yeah. almost the same exact look as the 3pt i have hanging back here yeah uh 
it's funny to me that an import brand would name a guitar brand their their, their brand after like a city or a town so iconic Maybe in America they made, as named Harlem. It, they named it after the dance. Like, what's the dance? The I don't, Harlem Shake. I don't know the Harlem Shake. I don't know dances. Dude, it was like this super meme from a few years ago. Okay. Where it's like, I forget, it does like, it's like an EDM thing. It's like real simple, real simple, real simple. And people are just like, and then the beat drops and then it goes like, boom. Like all the EDM, boom. Oh, okay. So and then, it's a beat and then all of a sudden, all of these people jump in. And they're all like, "It's the beat drop song." And there's some dude like in an astronaut helmet. But don't you think it's funny that like this kind of like surfy vintage retro like vibe guitar would be named Harlem? Yes, I do find that strange. Like it's like the people who named it don't understand because Harlem is like for an American town. Or whatever it's called, a district or whatever. Oh my gosh. It's it's iconic, right? Like people know exactly yeah, exactly like what imagery pops into their head when you talk yeah. about Harlem. I mean, and it's literally not, it's not surfy spaghetti spaghetti western no, guitars. No, there is a rose in Spanish Harlem. Right. Right. Like there is not a surfboard anywhere in Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> But this is uh, going just to the when guitar. When the Beach Boys sang Surfing USA, Harlem was a, wasn't yeah. on the list. <laughs> Wyamia Bay, Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody's gone surfing, Harlem. Harlem, that, USA. Harlem, USA. That did not happen. No. Uh, so this guitar is clearly a visual rip on the airline aesthetic, down to the headstock shape down to the German card on the edge, but then it doesn't have the rubber bumper on the edge. Right. The rubber baby bumper. Uh, <laughs> rubber baby buggy bumper. <laughs> it's got the exact control placement as one of their two pickup models. I was going to complain about these tuners because this is like a cheaper style of tuner, but it has the same style of tuner. It does have the same style it, of tuner. Which is like that small washer tuner. Yeah, and but like the the pinstripe on the pickguard is bananas. It's stupid heavy. Yeah, I kind of like it. I feel like I should grab my. You just have to make sure wherever you hold it up is not where you put the uh, the image drop. I know, right? Well, it's yeah, it's going to cover it up. Well, also the knobs are like Good call uh, Steve. The knobs what, you been are watching like our episodes. Tiny rubber knobs. Yeah, I mean, they're not the same knob. They don't have the metal switch plate here, but they have a switch plate. They're clearly copying as much as they possibly can. But it's $137 use. Dollar use, mm-hmm. however it's pronounced. Dollar use. Dollar use. He spelled it dollary dues. It's dollary dues. Dude, freaking turn off your freaking frick. Blake Wyland is texting Yeah, me. I know. I'm texting him back. What? You're doing it? Well, he's texting me too. You're hey, not the only important air, one. Airplane mode, Steve. That's what I'm going to. So, I mean, you get the aesthetic with this guitar, and you get a guitar that is cheap enough. I mean, I don't know how much an Australian dollary do is. But I'm assuming this is tops like 250 US. Dude, Australian dollar I think is generally dollar do the Australian. No, I think when he says he says 137 US dollars. 
He's saying Australian dollar dues. No, yeah, but oh, it then says he USD converts it to USD. Oh, because does the ad say dollar dues anywhere? Two hundred dollar dues. Okay, I see. So it was one thirty-seven USD. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if this was local here, I'd have to go. Yeah, check it out. Do you out. care that it's, it says Harlem and not airline? I almost like it that it says Harlem. It's interesting. I really wonder how it plays though, because there's parts of it that just look like cheap. Yeah, I think that the you know you when you zoom in on that pinstripe too, it's not like show me yours, show me yours, Ryan. Uh, so obviously, like this is like it's set like printed into the into boot card. It. This looks like a sticker on top of it. Yeah, that pinstripe looks like you could pull it off almost. Which would look better. I mean, the hardware looks fine, despite the fact that one of the strings has popped out of the saddle. Yeah, that's also... I don't don't know if that realigns. That can just happen, though. Like, it might have just popped out. Maybe. You think it's it's because the the trapeze stop tail is so out of line that it won't go in there? I don't know. I mean, I'm saying I think it would go in, but I think it would pop out Again, easily. Again, easily, yeah. There's ways to fix that. Sure. But I don't know, for 130, like, this is in that range of, like, if it sucks, it's wall art, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, so he says it's it was listed for $200 uh, AUD, and $200 AUD is 137 US. Right, right. You figured that out already, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still texting Blake. <laughs> the part of the show where we text Blake... And apparently, super late at night, it's almost 11 o'clock He's right trying now. to figure out why we're recording three episodes. He thinks we're crazy. We're crazy. We are crazy. We're insane. Yep. I don't know. I've got nothing else to say Speaking about this. Speaking of being insane, do you remember that one time we played with Cypress Hill? We did play with Cypress Hill. <laughs> Steve and I were in a band together, and we opened for Cypress Hill. We opened six hours before they played, but we were on the same stage. Yep. No big I, deal. We stood, well, I stood on it the... It was insane in the membrane. Did you go on the side stage with Cypress Hill? Because I did. You went on the stage with them? I went on the side of the stage while they were playing. Oh, I didn't know that. So while they were playing, like, I ran up where, like, the sound booth was. Uh-huh. And hung out? And, like, was just kind of, like, just wanted to check it out because that was, like, the peak attendance for the festival. Yeah. So you look out over and it's, like, that's... That's the largest crowd I've ever seen. 12,000 people. So Cypress Hill played before My Chemical Romance. When Cypress Hill got off the stage and My Chemical Romance started going out, you could just hear everyone in the audience go, and and an exodus began. I've never been so proud of humanity that so many people at once decided that they would rather not listen to My Chemical Romance. What's funny is like, so that was in between albums for them. Uh-huh. I was looking at like the timeline for it, um, and that was right before they transitioned from being this like whiny ass pseudo emo pop punk band to dropping that one song that was basically a Queen ripoff song, right? And catapulting from like alt radio side stage to like the front of every like magazine i don't like anything they've done no, well, it's not that, my style that's fine um, i'm not one of them but, kids. but but you know when they were so one i and we've probably talked about this before um 
is I remember when we, after we played the Battle of the Bands, and actually after we were selected for the Battle of the Bands, I called you and Adam. I think we like, we like conference called. Uh huh. And I was like, so we got, like, we got it. And we were like, what's like the worst band that we could be paired with? And of course, like at the time, it was like, oh, you too. But then after that, we were like, no, my chemical romance. And that's how it happened. that's That's what happened. And again, like, even when My Chemical Romance was announced, all of my friends at UCSD were like, why? Like, because because the perception was like we were all, you know, 21 or whatever. And it was, I, My Chemical Romance was that band that you listened to when you were like 16, 17. Right. Like, they were done. I mean, now the difference between 21 and 16 seems like nothing to well, me. Well, it's high school versus college. Well, it's that's like, the same person. It's like, did you listen to the same music in high school that you, well, you did listen to the same music in high school. That I you listen listened to the same college. music now that yeah. I listened to in high school. Uh, um, no, that was my, <laughs> that was my point. Uh, <laughs> I just listened to Green Day's Dookie over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so I'm I so mean, glad that's not true. Yeah. Uh, but again, that was before they released like their second major label album. Um, you know too much about that. This. Was before they like well because in our Facebook group, if you say like, "Hey, who likes My Chemical Romance?" like a bunch of people are gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that was great." Da, 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 da. But they're all people who are one younger than us, right? Two probably got hooked. Like if they aren't younger than us, they were at least. If they're not significantly younger than us, like my younger, my, they're insignificantly younger than us. Exactly. Um, uh, <sighs> my so like my sister is like twenty three. No, she's not. Didn't we uh, play with Bedouin Soundclash there? We too? did play with Bedouin. They Soundclash. were super nice. I liked um, those guys. We also played with. Oh yeah, we already said Cypress Hill. There were a couple bands on the on the bill that were a bunch of fun, but I yeah, really enjoyed yeah. talking with Bedouin Sand Clash. They had Italia guitars, and I spent a oh, bunch of time right. talking that's with right. them about that. I, I do say I I will say that I wish like looking back. Sometimes I think that being in a band and being like oh, I'm in I'm in a band. I work hard. I load I load my own gear into shows. Uh, gave me a little bit of a superiority complex. Whoa. Maybe not superiority complex, but like a like a snobbery. Okay. Where like sometimes I wish that when we did that set, when we played that festival, like Instead of being like, oh, ha, ha, Cypress Hill has their own room. Oh, those guys smoke pot. And they came out and just grabbed two boxes of Frosted Flakes, right. which is hilarious. It is hilarious. They love those Frosted Flakes. What do you wish that we had done instead? Do you wish that we had just I, been like more chill and been like, this is an amazing experience. Let's like see if we can talk to these bands. I wish I would have fan. I wish I would have been in a place to fanboy more. Fanboy. I wish I could have been. I appreciate wish- it. Instead of being the smug assholes that we were. No, exactly. So, so, um, so, and I know it was like a privacy thing. What if we had made friends? Because, you know, the, the, my chemical romance guys were hanging out in the green room with us. What if we had made friends with them? Yeah. So, like, so, like, one of the, so the bass player, uh, Mikey Way, uh, was, um, literally one table away from us wearing a scarf around his head in May in like a full freaking peacoat. It was full summer weather. With like two, like, typical stereotypical like backstage like 
My Chemical Romance, like gothy girls. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he have like fingerless gloves or something? He <laughs> probably had fingerless gloves. So these are all the things. Um, <sighs> oh man, boys, boys, boys. No, um, I, I think, it, and, and I, 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 I wish in hindsight, like instead of being like, because I remember like looking and being like, oh, that guy thinks he's so f- cool. And I, w- I and been like, been like, and we were talking to Bedouin Sound Clash while this was going on, and having a great time because they were super chill. They were happy yeah. to be there. We were, we were like way, uh, uh, we were like way over our heads, and we, we, we belonged there so little that it became a joke. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I, I wish I would have just been like, oh, hey, you're like, you're the bass player for my comic romance. That's super cool. Super glad, like I'm super. Well, I was super excited to be able to open for you guys, but we were like super dicks and like before the. Hey, what would be the dumbest band we could like play with? Every was, single band there was way more successful than we ever became a in times. terms of in terms of like. Bands. I really spent the time in the green room trying to figure out how many sandwiches I could eat, <laughs> and it was a lot. I could eat a lot of sandwiches back then. But it, the same thing, like. Try to wander back. Actually, at one point, I did wander back to where, like, Cypress Hills uh, room was. How did was. we get talking about this? And it would have been cool to, like, been like, oh, hey, what's up? What's Were up, we guys? talking about a guitar? Uh, we were. We were talking about this Harlem, Harlem guitar. What happened? Where did we... How did we go wrong? I don't know. <laughs> oh, we were sort of talking about guitars I keep kept from bands? No, that was earlier. Oh, no. We were talking about... I don't know. Whatever. Oh, we're talking about Cypress Hill. We're talking about things that are insane. Oh, yeah. We started talking about Cypress Hill. This is what happens when we record three episodes in a night. We have no idea what we're doing anymore. Um, do you want to talk about our next planned topic? Oh, we should do a sponsorship. I like to talk about our next sponsorship. Our next Let's sponsorship is Daddario. Uh, Go. Did- where are your universal strap locks, dog? They're off camera. How dare you? Uh, so we're, right now we're talking about the universal strap lock. These guys are so cool. Designed by Ned Steinberger. They come with the pins for your guitar, and they come with these two parts. This screws into this part. It's super smooth. And then... uh, It's a smart design. Well, this screws into here, and your strap goes in between. uh, And it's just a very low-profile strap lock. It straps straps on. It snaps on. It snaps on. It straps on. uh, It snaps on. It's Man, it's just so clean. Yeah, I gotta you know figure what? out which guitar. I, I still need to figure out which guitar I'm gonna put mine on. And I'm actually thinking, I think I have a guitar with gold hardware, so I'm actually thinking we might need to trade. Okay, because I have the black ones. I don't I have anything. With, I don't have anything with gold hardware. My, so I'll do uh, a quick trade with you. My uh, the Eastwood bass has gold hardware, mm. so I'm thinking I may may want to trade. Yeah, out that'd be that. a good move. Um, I uh, I booked my flight to go to Summernam. Yeah. And I intentionally booked the flight so that I could fly in soon enough to attend the D'Addario uh, Nam party. Nice. So I'm going to be going to that. How thing. do you know about that? They sent an email. Did I just miss it? I think so. They sent they sent us an email, and I was like, "Well, shoot, I got to fly in." I think it starts at six, so I'm flying in at like four thirty or something like that. If my flights go good, oh, good luck. So I think Taylor Guitars is going to be. Associated with that. Oh, nice. And so go hang out with the Diderio people and Taylor Guitars and have a good time for my first day yeah. at uh, Summer Nam. Cool. Uh, so go check that out. Link below. If you're on the YouTube, it's also linked below. This is a really cool. 
Yeah. It's really cool, Steve has said four no, times it now really in is. a row. Shut up, man. <laughs> uh, our next sponsor tonight is uh, SquatchDesign.com. Gosh, Squatch I Design hope there's Company. some left. We're recording this three Gosh, weeks in advance. Look at this. You know what? If there's not any left, there will be more left in the future. Yeah. So if you're a future listener, not a current listener... Go check it out, squashdesign.com. If they're all out of Squatch boards, it's because they're popular. Bookmark that page. Check it once a week. Make sure uh, you catch one of these boards when it yeah. comes back in yeah. stock. They, uh, they FOMO. Are, they're built in batches, uh, so what you see is what you get on that current batch. Mm-hmm. Go do it Go right do- now. Squatch boards. Go do it right now. Squatchdesign.com. All right. This next topic <laughs> was sent to us by Ryan Burke. Well, no, uh, we were, we didn't have enough topics to do three episodes in a night. So we started looking at topic calls from like years past. And I was going through one from 2017 and I didn't realize it went back so far. We're in 2019 right now. And there's someone who asked a question about pineapple on pizza. And I feel like this was just like a recent thing in the past, like six months that everyone's so worked up about pineapple on pizza. No, it's definitely again. longer. But than I, know, I know it's been going on a long time, but I feel like it being a thing in like in our culture group online and the few groups that we really spend time in has been fairly recent, mm-hmm. but maybe it does go back two years, which is insane. Maybe, maybe it, I think it just comes and goes. It comes, comes and, and goes. goes in waves. But I thought since we're already wrecked is late at night. We don't have other topics. Let's just talk about pizza topics. <laughs> All right. Like any I got a question for you. Okay, ask me. What pizza topping have you seen that you're like, nope? Oh man. Oh, that's easy for me. I just don't like mushrooms. Mm. But I I'll I had a slice of combo pizza from Costco today and it has mushrooms on it, but I pick them off. All right, let me oh, ask anything with feta cheese on it, I am out. You know you 100%. know hundred percent. You know me. You you know me, I hope. Yeah, I know you. We've only been doing this for 278 episodes. That's insane. Which is like it's bad. almost six years. It's bad. Um, if you know someone who's been podcasting this long, you need to geez. intervene. Uh, how is that six? That can't be six years. It's going to be six years in Jeez, January or whatever. Man. All right. I got a question for you. I already okay, said ask me my Ask me the question. What pizza topping do you think... I would not eat. Ooh, because I'm I'm struggling. Man, you're very open about food, like a pizza topping you would not eat. I can't think of anything you would not eat. But it's I think it comes down to enjoyment. I think there's probably ingredients that you wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, but I like I'm struggling to like. Like okay, say we go into like a pizza Luigi situation because where... I know you're down for pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't want pineapple on pizza, but like, if someone handed it to me, it's like this is all there is to eat. I'm, I'm just like, I got to eat something. I'm also like super on the train that um, what's black pudding? (laughs) Blake says I would not eat black pudding on a pizza. Isn't it like a blood sausage? Is it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's a blood sausage sort of situation. I just I'm told him not, I don't really, know what that is. What about like mayonnaise? Like if there was a mayonnaise like pizza. Like a mayonnaise sauce? Yeah. That's definitely weird. But I do like white sauce pizzas. People and do I will ranch. Put pizza on, on like ranch on pizza. Yeah. Because the thing is like mushroom. Like I love mushroom on pizza. Pineapple. My favorite. Like I think my all time 
if I was like all time, all time, all time favorite pizza would actually be maybe might be pepperoni, jalapeno, and pineapple. And pineapple? So you were so close. Because like, the pineapple offsets the jalapeno, dude. No. Oh, oh yeah. Black pudding is blood sausage. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, I mean, pepperoni jalapeno is like my standard go-to at any place where I don't know what's on the menu. I'm just like, yeah, pepperoni jalapeno, hook me up. But pineapple, I just don't get it. It's like, it's the, it's melding pineapple with cheese. It's a fruit and a cheese. I understand why it's weird. But then people will do pineapple fondue, man. What? I think. I've never done fondue. Pineapple fondue? Like they dip pineapple in cheese? I don't know. I had a, I also I'd like, like to believe that exists now, now that I've said it. I don't know. I had an experience where I threw up a bunch of pineapple. Ah. And it's like, I'm, I love pineapple. I love pineapple a lot. But I don't want to mix it with savory meaty things like that if that makes sense no cheese no meat mixing with my pineapple i just want pineapple by itself blake suggests anchovies to which i say i've done that and i do it again i did anchovies on a piece one it's time very salty curious. it's weird you always see it in in cartoons or whatever a bunch of anchovies on a pizza i was shocked when I ordered it, because I was expecting there'd be a little fish all over the pizza. It was a full-size pizza with literally four little slices of anchovy, like in an X, across the pizza. But something about those anchovies just turned it into a salt lick. Should I call Blake? They were No. Yeah, I guess if you want to. It was such a small amount of anchovy with such a huge impact on the flavor. <laughs> this is stupid. This is a bad episode. Or is a really good episode. You tell us. Hello? Hey, man. What's up? Oh, uh, you know, I'm just sitting here. We're in the middle of an episode, and Steve oh. de- Steve decides to call you. Okay. It's all right. I'm holding my phone up to the microphone so everyone can hear you. I hope. So everyone can hear me. Okay. Oh, you're recording right now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- we're trying. Oh, okay. We're trying to figure out what pizza topping I won't eat. Congratulations, Blake! You're on sixty cycle hum. You're going to be famous. Oh, this is very exciting. <laughs> Ryan, wow. su- Ryan suggests mayonnaise is a pizza topping that I would not want. I I think that is a very astute observation. Is does that count as a topping when it's a sauce? If you put it on something as a topping. Oh, hold on, hold on. I'm getting a. Uh, I'm getting. The signal. I gotta vacate the area that, that I'm in. <laughs> what does that mean? It, it's a top secret thing. You Blake, wouldn't understand. Blake is probably in bed right now. <laughs> He's just texting from bed. <laughs> He's texting from his kid's room. His wife's like, you're gonna wake up the baby. <laughs> uh, it's not that far from the truth. Okay. So okay. what, what, Blake, what is a pizza topping that, like, you wouldn't want? Dude, it's pineapple. Everyone knows Blake hates pineapple. But, like, outside of that, is there, like, another ingredient that you would, like, just turn down a pizza for? I mean, you know, that depends on the format, right? Like, pizza is a, is a glorious thing that can span many, many genres. And uh, so it's really hard for me to say because I've had, like, clam pizza – that on the on the face of it, I don't think sounds that good, even though I love clams. Sure. And that was one of my favorite pizzas. That definitely sounds like a thing that I would 
try but would not expect to like. It's pretty. It's pretty good, depending on where, where you go. Were the clams raw or were they like clam chowder style? Oh no, clam chowder style. It yeah, was like, it was like yeah, it was like eating clam chowder. I don't know if you can eat clams raw. I don't think you can. Isn't it just like oysters? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't eat oysters. Or so, so I will say the one the one thing that I know for sure I would not eat on a pizza, um, or at least it would be like a struggle. I would not expect to like it at all. Is liver, okay. but I oh, yeah. I haven't liked liver in any format. Sure, but what if it worked on a pizza? Like it's just mixed into the sauce or whatever. Though well, then I don't know if I would know. Or it's like crumbled I'm up. Saying, I'm it's saying, crumbled up like a meatball. You know, I'm saying like yeah, but if it's like a crumbled up, I, yeah. I've always struggled with liver. That's a tough one. What if it's in like a pate like form? Does that does are you okay with liver like that? I'm not okay with liver in any form that I've had it. Hmm. Fried like I've had it fried, I've had it in like a uh canned spammy kind of format which might be the pate format. Ooh, spam on a pizza would be good. Spam on a pizza would be good. Damn. <sighs> I'd, I'd eat it, but that's not that's not something I would go for. No, no, I mean, like you get you got to get the hickory spam. You don't do original. You got to get one of the flavored. Dude, I'd do any spam. Flavored spam on a pizza would be super good. I might need to do that. Yeah. You got to fry. No, I don't want- you got to fry. Here's the thing: you got to pan fry it first. You have to pan sear it. You can't just put sure, regular sure. spam on a pizza. You have to prepare it first. Well, I think if you ran put spam on a pizza and then ran it through pizza oven, it would, that's true. It would crisp. That's true. I gotta be honest. I think the last time I have consumed spam was maybe when I was like seven years old. You gotta try it again, dude. It's good, dude. Spam, dude. You're in Portland. There's spam. There's gotta be spam subi there. I'm, I'm sure there is. That doesn't sound like any of my business. It, it should be. <laughs> spam subi is awesome. Uh, yeah. All right, bye, Blake. <laughs> I like to get the hickory spam and slice it really thin and then pan fry it and have it like with breakfast, like like bacon. I don't do this often, but if I see spam on sale, I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know what? Uh, this is a dumb topic, but if you guys can think of like a normal food topping that sounds like just ridiculous, maybe not ridiculous, that, that maybe like you've seen on a pizza and you're like, yeah, I don't know how anyone would want that on a pizza. Let let me know because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I saw a pizza where the the vast majority of the topping on it was like scalloped potatoes. But I've had like tater tot pizza, and I'm down with tater tot. I'm not pizza. saying it's weird. I'm saying it's like well, I'm not saying it's no. Like, it's definitely weird. It's weird, but it's not unappetizing. Like I get right, it, you right? Know? Um, the like so for me, consistently, like people send these memes around or these lists that are like. I'm I'm a I'm a 17. How many foods on this list would you never want to eat? You eat them I'm all. consistently like a one or a two. Yeah, I've thought about like I love cooking. I cook all the time, but I couldn't be like a chef because I can't stand like mayonnaise, right. and, Like sour right. cream and like like flavors that other people like adore and like they have to have on their sandwich or something. I'm like. I don't get it. I don't know why people like this. I don't want it at all. So it's like if you came to my restaurant and I served you a sandwich, you'd be like, why is there no mayonnaise on this? Right. You know? And there's gen- like there's foods that like if you were like um, this pizza has ghost pepper on it, 
Well, that's just like a physical barrier. Right, like right. The, that's like a, a big call. That's a big hill to climb. But that's where I would. That's where I'd say like, well, I would. I I've already said jalapeno pizza. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably do like I'd be willing to try habanero pizza. Yeah. Uh, like I'd be willing to move up the scale so far, but there would be a limit where yeah. I'm like, no. Habanero that- is it's always feels like such a letdown to me because something will be like, oh, it's habanero, but then they just use the flavor from habanero, and there's barely any heat to right. it because it's like one of those pepper flavors that does well with like fruity pineapple really sort of things. It's like a, a habanero pineapple pepperoni pizza. It'd probably be good for someone. Yeah, me. How do you feel about like a barbecue? I love barbecue. Pizza. I love barbecue chicken Me pizza. Me too. But I don't think about it as pizza. I also love. Um, I think my f- like if I'm thinking I need a slice of pizza, I don't go to barbecue chicken. But if like there's barbecue chicken pizza around, I'm like mm, barbecue chicken pizza. It's like it's its own separate right. thing. You so know? I've been slow rolling through the menu at Woodstock's. I noticed that. Um, I slowed down a lot because we just haven't been eating out. Sure. Or at least we haven't been eating out at Woodstock's as much, which is a as a semi. They're not a local pizza place. They're a Southern chain. They're a chain. No, no, they're a chain. Are they're they? like a West Coast chain. I didn't know that. I think the first one was in like Santa Cruz or oh. Portland or something. Um, and uh, so I've been going through their menu, taking pictures, posting it on my Instagram, hashtag eat through the menu, and um, and I would say my favorite one, which goes back to like a classic masculine masculine standpoint is the um, we go. is the all meat orgy which is just every mm. all of their meats you know they do a good meat pizza there it um, is thick with meat it's it's bacon it's bacon beef canadian bacon and uh pepperoni and um but my i think my second favorite pizza that i've ever had there granted i have not worked through the entire menu but at least my second favorite of the regular pizzas is the garlic bird which is like a heavy garlic white sauce with chicken. I just remembered a pizza I didn't like. What's that? I got it at the food court in like a building that – like a big uh, – Like a Sbarro? Like, no, like a tech office building that I was doing video work in mm-hmm. that has like an on-site uh, cafeteria sort of thing. Okay. They had a hamburger pizza. And it was basically like – Explain because a hamburger – it's uh, like ground beef is a pizza topping. Right. But then let's start to go through the ingredients in a hamburger. Lettuce. Like a classic hamburger. I don't think it had lettuce on it. Tomato. It had tomato. Cheese. It had cheese, but it was like American cheese on a pizza. I wouldn't want pizza where the mozzarella was replaced by. I think it had like Thousand Island on it. But I'm okay with Thousand Island on it a pizza. It's weird. Pickles on it. And that's where things started to get really weird. I think it did. I think it had American mixed with mozzarella. Because I remember that. I'm just. I, I, like, remember I'm ha- the pi- I am having trouble processing. That I remember one. the pickles like doing something weird with the cheese and mozzarella was involved. But there was also like this American cheese angle to it. And it's just like this is rough. I'm I'm hitting a rough spot here where I don't think I can make it through this pizza. Yeah, that's. Hmm. But then it had ground beef on it, which was fine. Like, they should have just done a ground beef pizza. Yeah. And if it had American cheese on it. Well, like I said, ground beef it, is a pizza topping. Right. It was awful. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Weird. It was awful. And it, I think it really comes down to, like, the Thousand Island and the pickle on there. I'd try it. Yeah. But I might hate it. You would try it. And it was bad because, like, I was eating it in front of, like, the representative for the company where... 
we were shooting. Uh, and I was like, hmm, this is interesting. Is that like all they had? Like, why did they Yeah, because we worked through the lunch hour and then we went and got lunch at like gotcha. 145 and that's all that was left in there. Mm. <laughs> Should we hit this last ad and get out of here? Uh, no, let's do some housekeeping first. Okay. There's not any actual housekeeping, but if you want to support the show, get more information about pizza um head on over to patreon.com slash tc cycle hum where for a low low cost of one dollar a month ranging all the way up to 25 you can support the show at five dollars i will eventually send you some merchandise at ten dollars i will eventually send you some merchandise at 25 dollars yeah i might eventually send you some merchandise but most I of all, I feel like twenty five dollars like you're too good for merchandise. No, twenty five dollar people get merchandise too, Ryan. But the, the ten dollar level, you get access to our inner circle, circle That's group, true. where we post all the behind the scenes stuff, and we have all sorts of like private conversations, and we talk trash on everyone else who's outside of the inner circle. So I was gonna say we talk trash on Blake, but he's in, in there. In there, he's in there. <laughs> all right, we're waiting l- for him to leave so we can talk oh trash on him. This last ad was sent by Jason Welch. It's a Jazz Squire. It's an Esquire Telecaster slash Jazzmaster body. $300 in South Co. or whatever, anyway. Yeah, wherever um, it is. Had this ad as Telecaster, but body is more like a Jazzmaster slash Telecaster. Wiring is by Eldred out of Chicago called Cocked Wall Mod. Uh, OG CTS Orange Drops. One pickup three-way switch with tone and volume. Note, you can buy just the loaded body, no neck for 150 That neck is a $150 neck. Okay, cool. Uh, great sounds out of this very different one-of-a-kind telly. Serious call. Can I buy just the neck? I've installed vintage-style tuners that are not in the picture. I will not answer email because of scams. Only calls are... T- I feel like I get more scams for calls. on phone calls now than I do on yeah. emails. I feel like the shape of this guitar was cut by someone who was shown a flash card of a guitar for like 15 seconds. And they're like, good luck. See if you can make a guitar now. It's just really <laughs> bad, right? It's a weird like, shape. Like I see what they were trying to do. It's essentially like you've got the butt end of like a Mustang with an approximation of a top and lower horn of a jazz master, but not really like it's a really fudgy, like potatoy version of a jazz master shape. I don't think the horn side of this guitar is the problem. I think the imbalance between the horn and the butt is the real problem. The horns are w- wider than the butt, right? Yeah. Or it feels like they're wider. Well, the lower horn is the same width as the lower butt, but the, the upper horn looks a, a bit wider than the upper butt. Tell me about the difference between the lower butt and the upper butt, because this sounds really sexy. I know you don't understand the upper butt, Ryan, because you don't have one. I don't. I barely have a lower butt. (laughs) (laughs) This is just a wreck of a guitar project, like a garage guitar project. And the thing that's hilarious to me is that this person clearly had trouble cutting out a piece of wood in a clean way. Uh Uh-huh. And then said, man, I did such a great job cutting out wood. I'm going to cut a metal pick guard. And it's also a potato of a disaster. <laughs> I don't, I don't complete. I, I'm okay with this pit guard. No, it's a sloppy red. I'm okay with this pit guard as a 
conceptually, I would like some more. I don't understand why it has a sun on it. It's not even a sun. It's just like a vanishing line, like horizon thing happening. Yeah, yeah. And um, then there's weird, like it has the same lines across the control plate, like the Telecaster control right. plate. I thing. have a feeling this was all cut by like a, from a single piece of of copper or whatever this well, yeah. is. And uh, it's just a random sheet that this guy had around. The bridge hardware looks mildly substantial. Yeah, the bridge hardware uh, looks fine. The screws I don't are... understand why it's burned. <sighs> Who knows, man? Who knows why um, anything? The neck, I think, might either be a Mexican or Chinese fender neck. Like, I think this is a, this might legitimately be a fender neck that um has been uh had like all of the existing uh tags removed which is also weird because the serial number on the back doesn't really make any sense um so at least like it the neck I think it's a fender or a squire neck I well I don't think that's not a that's not a real fender decal there look how close no, it is No 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 it's definitely not I'm saying all Jeez. of the I'm saying all of the decals are are second yeah, I think this is. I'm a just saying the neck. neck itself. It's a. It's the um, plastic. Yeah. Truss rod hole, which is typically fender. Oh, is that the guts? I did not get that. Yeah, far. It's, a, it's a custom wiring job. So in that here wiring that is like it looks clean. It's decent. Yeah, it's good. It's just a wreck of a guitar shape, though. Like that is like everything else. Who cares? What were they doing? It's like they handed a blind person a guitar and let them feel it for a couple minutes. And like, well, here's a bandsaw and a piece of wood. Good luck. Yeah. Try not to cut your fingers off. What are the knobs? $300. I feel like this is a giveaway thing. I don't think it's a... I I wouldn't call it a giveaway, but I think 300 is too high. The body is giveaway. You could sell the neck and the hardware. Yeah, I think at two hundred, I'm more sympathetic because that's your sympathy. That's hard, that's hardware and neck. That's value of hardware and neck at two hundred dollars. It might be a squire neck, dude. I think you can make a push. Those are bra- that's a brass saddle bridge, man. <laughs> it's so easy to get brass saddle bridges now. It's not like that's a hard thing to get. I'm saying at 200, I understand. I'm not saying at 200, I'm buying. Dude, no, this is a disaster. I'm surprised that the bridge and the neck line up enough for the strings to go straight across it. They might not go straight across it. This is probably made by a professional luthier. Shut up. No, it's not. With a little bit of tweaking and someone who knows what they're doing, the shape could be something cool. Yeah. But it's pretty yeah. far off from that right now. Yeah. I'm the, done looking at this. This guitar. is almost like a reverse firebird shape. <laughs> what? Which I've also always thought what? looked like garbage. The, or no, not the reverse, the non-reverse firebird. Yeah, I guess. Which I've always thought also looked like garbage. So It looks like a like a Boy Scout whittled this. Instead of making a Pinewood Derby, they made a <laughs> Pinewood guitar. Pinewood guitar oh, derby. Oh man. All right, get there's us your, out of here, Steve. Title. All right, this week's song was sent by Ian Ferguson because we need more songs. Send us songs. No, really, send us songs. We're out of songs. Send us uh, songs. This song is called Bludge. It's the song that paired with 
a fistful of ugly from last week. Bludge is a weird word, right? Yeah, it's a fun word. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye. Stay grounded.